0: One Podcast Network. I'm the Glum Glow Guy. I love the Creative Riding Motorcycle Podcast, baby. Yeah. You know, after this interview, I sound like a fat, hairy, bearded
1: slob. I think that's
0: kind of a a, a weird statement. Let's go. Let's do this, baby. You're listening to
2: a show hosted by an idiot and a sarcastic robot. That's me. It features the opinions of that idiot and the opinions of guest motorcyclists from a large demographic with a varying array of skills, talent, and knowledge. Any of the words that you hear on this podcast may therefore be very idiotic, unlawful, and incorrect, or perhaps genius and insightful. Either way, they do not reflect the opinions or well-thought-out and completely fair policies of the Creative Riding Motorcycle Podcast or any of the podcasts under the Moto1 Podcast Network umbrella. Enjoy the show,
0: Fart Tooth. Hello, Fart Tooth. Is that you, Fart Tooth? Tooth? I feel like Fart Tooth is a rather British name. Uh, hey, everybody, welcome. It is junk, and uh, I am here. You are here. Let's, uh, I don't know, let's stick your peanut butter in my chocolate? I don't think that's how it works. Uh, welcome to episode two. Oh, I don't know, two ninety something of the Creative Writing Matters like a podcast. Somebody once told me, "Don't let great get in the way of good," and then they went on to say, "And also, don't let mediocre or even shabby get in the way of uh, you know of good either, Or, or you know whatever. Don't let great, don't let great get in the way of good." And don't let good get in the way of shabby. That's what I meant to say. Jeez, super easy for me to say. Tobor, help me out here, buddy. (laughs) Tobor, how are you doing? You're back in the studio this week. I, I haven't checked your mic level, so please don't blow my eardrums out.
3: Yeah, Junkie, you've been leaving me out of the show far too often. I am ready to get back in the action, homeboy.
0: Okay, nice. And you did you did blow my eardrums just a tad. I'll just tell you that. I'm gonna turn you down just a smidge. There we go. Uh yeah. My little nacho bot. You ready to party?
3: What the fuck is a nacho bot?
0: Hmm. Well, that's a bot that's not mine and not yours. It's nacho your bot. Actually I can't hear you now. I need to turn you up a little bit. But anyways, yeah. I um I we have a guest on tonight's show. We probably gonna shorten some of the segments, but if you're down and you're ready to party, let's do it.
3: I'm ready to party with you, pussies.
0: Oh god, Tobor. What's wrong with you? You seem like you're off. Like
3: are you you're, you're angry. You got some angst, some some digital angst. Hell yeah. I need to release some pent-up robot sexuality. Oh <laughs> well. Well, well, well. Uh let me
0: I'll be right back and uh you hold the you hold him over for a second. I'll be right back. I'm gonna go get something that
3: might help you with that.
0: <clears throat> I'm gonna turn myself off for
3: Junkie has gone to get a beverage and a marijuana cigarette.
0: All right, folks, we are back. I had to edit some of that out. That was unnecessary, Tobor to uh <laughs> You know, narc on my, what I'm doing, what I may may or may not be doing. Um, I hope you're doing well. And Tobor, you look great. Thank you for joining me back on the show. This week, you're going to be monitoring the boards and downloading the Gloob Labs and getting off the, the Beef Quartets as we get into this week's show. Uh, right off the bat, we've got a few interesting events coming up here, and uh, we're going to skip the news section because I don't want to make this show too long, but I did want to say what a great conversation I had with this week's guest, and we'll get into that in a second. Remembering last week la- or the last show when I said how stoked I was that, you know, Harley and uh, uh, just, the, just the cruiser and chopper uh, scene in general, I was very thankful for because without them, we wouldn't have any like real custom custom bikes and the things people are doing with custom choppers. I, I reneged that statement and I redact it and I scribble it out of the pages of creative writing history because guess what? after the uh after the uh what's it called the uh not the El Camino but um the Great American Road Show i forget what the hell it was that stu- the show they had out in the desert maybe it was el camino the el camino road show uh i Listen, I agree. I, I take back what I said about the cool chops that I seen. I have seen some pretty cool chops lately, but it turns out that they all showed up at the Palm Springs desert days, whatever the hell it was, uh, event as well. And, uh, you seen one chop, you seen them all. (laughs) So I, I, uh, I, I kind of, um, regret saying that, I guess not, not necessarily regret it, but. Whatever. Uh, anyways, let's talk about what's coming up before it gets uh, before we get too into the weeds of what I regret, what I don't regret, and nobody wants to listen anymore. Let's talk about this weekend. Today, as a matter of fact, if you're hearing this today, you better get your ass over to Pfizer Forum. I don't care if you're in Burkina Faso. You get over to Pfizer Forum in Milwaukee. Because Flat Out Friday is happening, baby. If you want to check it out online, I believe you can go to flatoutfriday.tv dot uh, co dot uk dot canada dot r u for russia and uh it'll take you to the flat out friday live stream and it ought to be a ton of fun there's gonna be stuff going on all day but there's gonna be some racing happening in the eve um so that's going on tonight tomorrow of course uh mama tried the, at the eagles ballroom down there in milwaukee Uh, That's always happening. That's always a good thing to go to. February twenty sixth, SoCal Cycle Swap Meet. And can then then, can you believe it? I think today is the today's the uh, okay. Also, Aim is happening today. I sent uh, we sent our little spy out for the last couple days over there to Aim. Got some news. We might be talking to them next week. We'll see. But uh, this week today is the seventeenth. That means next week is plus seven on that. So does that make it the, uh, I don't know, the 24th or something like that? Then guess what? Since February has only 30 days in it, we're going to be at the end of February here before you know it. Uh, yeah, this, uh, this year is already flying by. We're already in the second month. we well, we're we'll clearing now the second month. So uh, February 26th uh, is the last Sunday of the month. So Cal Cycle Swap Meet is going to be happening at Long Beach Veterans Stadium. And then there we go. Black History Month's behind us. Uh, Breast Awareness Cancer Month is behind us. So, uh, you know, the Daytona Bike Week Month is coming up pretty quick. Uh, speaking of which, March 3rd through the 16th, which was just a couple weeks away, Daytona Bike Week's happening in Daytona, Florida. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of motorcycle stuff, obviously a bunch of uh, motorcycle uh you know, lifestyle stuff happening at Daytona bike week, but there will be racing, uh, the ninth through 11th, AFT short tracks happening, um, Daytona, uh, that's one and two Daytona 200, the king of the baggers racing. Uh, and actually I thought of something exciting that I'll do this year. And I, I shoot, I forgot to, uh, we're already getting into the, you know, the end of February here. And, uh, it's going to be honest real quick if I don't take action now, I need to, I need to remember to do this right after the show tonight. Um, I'll talk about it after the events, but yeah, this this reminded me, and this is a perfect kickoff for it. This is, I uh, like the year, uh, the riding season kickoff, uh, if you want to call it that nationally, is uh, Daytona Bike Week. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, March 26th, the uh, SoCal Cycle Swap meets happening again because it is the end of the, uh, the month again. And I believe, I don't want to forget this. I believe that there is, uh, something really cool happening on the 26th. And I think it has to do with the, uh, the rally, the, what's it called? Rally, um, stagecoach rally. I think that's happening March 24th through 26th down there in good old, uh, Julian, California. I'm going to look that up real quick. Actually, Tobor, do me a favor, babe. Pause the show real quick. I don't wanna I don't wanna have people just hanging. Can you do that?
3: Oh shit, Tobor. I am so sorry. <laughs> oh god. Oh junkie, you really know how to throw a party in the bathroom.
0: Ew, that was gross. I really didn't like that laugh at all, Tobor. Ew. Nasty. Uh, you ruined the mood. But yeah, uh, I did want to say that yeah, there is stage country rally is coming up. Now that I'm thoroughly grossed out, let me get through this really quick. Um, yeah, God, the uh, Cassidy Bike Run is happening in Cassidy, Kansas, March fifth. Uh, if the, if you're not just grossed out like I am, the tenth uh, through the eleventh of March, the uh, Gold Wing Rider Road Riders Association Spring Fling is happening. In Osage Beach, Missouri, um, the uh, Route 66 Spring Fever Rally is happening the 16th through the 19th in Depew, Oklahoma. Oh God, I need to go take a shower for real. Oh, I'm so grossed out. Let me let me take a let me pause this real quick. Ugh. I told
3: you you were the you one listening? that altered the vocal no. encoding and algorithm for laughing inside my processing no. core unit. I assure you that I have done nothing to alter any of my programming. No. It's all you.
0: I didn't. And and anyways, let's just, welcome back, folks. Nice break we took there. Let's get back to this, where I'm just sick of it. No. I'm actually going to turn you off in a moment, or turn off your mic. Um, March 23rd through 26th. Thunder in the Hill Country, 2023, happening in Bandera, Texas. March 24th through the 26th, not the 34th anymore, uh, they changed it back 10 days, is Stagecoach Rally in Julian, California. If you want to go to Stagecoach Rally, check it out. Uh, Go back to – or actually, Brady Walker just sent a link out to the uh, uh, last year's rally, and he's going to be there this year. So he's going to be heading down, um, packing up some vintage bikes in his truck. I may go down to this. Who knows? We'll see. But uh, it looks like a hell of a lot of fun and some excellent camping out there in Julian, California. You can't go wrong. Arizona Bike Week's coming up uh March 29th through April 2nd. And uh is that a whole week? 29, 30, 31, 32, 1, 33. One, two. Yeah, I guess that's uh, a whole seven days. Um, and the Rev It Up rally is coinciding with that, the 39th, the 39th through the 42nd. Uh, 329 through 42 uh, is also happening that same uh, time in Arizona. Uh, March Motor Madness Adventure Motorcycle Rally is happening in the Teleco Plains of Tennessee on the 30th and uh, through the 2nd. And that's three days. And then the Boogie Bottoms Bike Rally, you try to say in that three times fast, is happening in Cleveland. Cleveland, Ohio? No, Cleveland, Alabama. The other Cleveland. Uh, on the 30th through the 2nd. Um, we're going to cover a couple more of those uh, next week. But right now, let's get back to our regularly scheduled um, announcements, which is uh, the April 1st Built Well event. That's going to be happening out in the deserts near Ridgecrest hope you're in town to experience that. I'll be out there. I'll be leaving my gross, uh, perverted robot behind. Uh, April 15th, Classic Track Day at Big Willow is happening at Willow Springs. Don't glare at me like that. I'm turning you down. I just turned your mic off. Don't. That makes me even more disgusted when you look at me like that. Fuck. April 23rd, the SoCal Cycle Swap Meet is happening in Long Beach at the Veterans Stadium. The Californian, it's happening May 6th at Santa Anita. Again, Shady Brady, the sweet talker, Brady Walker, putting on his classic motorcycle show at the Santa Anita racetrack. Well, there will be horses running around, and right next to those meat horses will be some sweet, vintage, and classic iron horses, <clears throat> along with some cars, probably. Yeah. <sighs> May 19th through 20th, the Hanford Cycle Show is Wabi we Tobor! stop
2: mm, what's that smell they're at it again the folks at rp enterprises solving two world problems with one great solution you got a hankering for some of grandma's hush puppies sure you do they're delicious you love them well how about solving world hunger and the pet overpopulation problem with one easy simple tasty solution Fist Puppies from RP Enterprises. Never have to listen to a Sarah McLaughlin song again about it. Fist Puppies available only at Hetty's
1: on Fourth Street.
2: Looking for a high quality leather that doesn't cost an arm and a leg? Well, not yours anyway. Try Criders, made in the USA from 100% renewable resources. We don't use fancy hide like kangaroo or elk, nor do we use other imported hides like jaguar or okapi. Those animals are scarce and protected. We extrapolate our hides from a unique source of marsupial. Not a wallaby though, if that's what you were thinking. Criter's leathers are made from the United States' most renewable resource, the common opossum. The common opossum is so common, in fact, that thousands of hides go to waste each year on American roadways. We don't believe in letting these valuable garment farms end up in the city dump, especially with a looming leather shortage on the horizon. Criders is dedicated to rider safety and a low overhead is our number one priority. Visit Criders today and we'll fit you up in new skin. Possum skin, Criders, the cheapest leather you'll wear. Visit Criders now. We're located down by the stream behind the old recycling factory, Criders Leathers texting him back. I'm just posting a story. I'm just changing
0: the song. I'm just... No. When it comes to distracted driving, just don't. Sending a text takes your eyes off the road for just five seconds, but in that time, your car can travel the length of an entire football field. Any distracted driving just isn't worth it.
2: Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration,
3: Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Kill. No.
0: Kill. get away, Kill. Get.
2: Kill. get,
3: And now for some motor gasms.
2: Here we go,
1: whoa, Ferandus takes Christian Craig down
0: That was harsh So let's see, Dylan goes up the inside, everything's okay Oh yeah, he just, he comes, coming through the woods. everything's good He starts to lean over, oh, he gets, mm. hits the back of car now I think some guys are different. Some guys want to send a message.
1: Double. Now he's okay for the Lord's hands. Watch this hit right there. Smack him into the The team, they said
2: he was
1: Trail right there, qualifying position. Oh, no. It oh, just gets over. I'm telling you, no It's going to be Nicoletti right here. He goes down. And. Oh, man. He got piled into by Ramos. Watch this. Yeah. Ramos gets him right there. Look like. Oh, man. Oh, and Dan Alberg also. Cooper gets into him. Another look. That's a scary moment, but we're happy to report to. Well, the rhythm section claims another. Oh. What a ride. Oh, he's right in the middle of. The got a pretty good start. He gets, he gets up there as him and Roxon both go. Uh, Roxon, believe that's Pike. Also, Malcolm watches. Stewart was in there. He's going to return the favor, but it does not go well. Look, it's almost like he slides in there and then just watch his arm goes uh, all the way between between the, sp- between the sp- and the rear. Oh man. Oh man, Ken Roxon, look at the f- Just shredded. And the Alpine Star medical team talking to him, trying to help him. Oh, they oh. get together. And f- that was Weston Pike. Always seen him through his professional career. If he can f- It out. Oh. what happens. Oh he almost goes over the bar. Oh bam. About the great start by Rodriguez. Oh and oh, he Rodriguez oh. gets oh. by Osborne. That's Osborne on the ground. Massive He's up pilot. and going again. Look right here. Bam, bam. man. Looks like Rodriguez <laughs> size more and watch the 174 of Osby. Woo. He goes into our camera this time will it be the same oh and Forkner makes a big well this happened all the pressure Forkner loses his concentration as he's trying to The lap rider just got distracted just just a little bit right there but that's just rider error and I I just can't help but think that it was the pressure that Osborne was putting on what's the first green bike here Forkner is oh he just gets all by himself look as he goes to Oh, his, his right hand oh. comes off the Osborne, Osborne a week ago in Minneapolis Oh, no! Oh, he gets in the and then just gets a little huckabuck going the, the start to twist Oh, and Cunningham and Muscan narrowly him and the bike Oh, it's going to be short oh, contact! what he's oh, look how twisted what a mess he's got a bloody nose you can see it that's from where he hit his hey
0: everybody it's junk i apologize for the uh uh, the Donny Brook earlier with my former friend, my former digital friend. <sighs> yeah, I don't know what's going to be going on. Anyway, anyways, uh, I just want to say let's move on with the show. I Easy for you to do. Not so easy for me now with robotic futuristic PTSD that I have. And the fact that I know I've I've lost a good friend in the studio here. Uh, to make up for it, let's make a good friend and make them digital, and uh, let's get into a, a, a conversation I had with a good friend of the show, longtime uh, supporter, long-time uh, listener, and longtime creative writing family member. Uh, I, I do want to say before we get into this, there was something that we, we talked about that we didn't record. Hell, most of the good stuff we didn't record, and <laughs> we ended up talking for so long. However, this person, we're going to talk about some uh, meaningful things that they do for the motorcycle community. And I don't know how far we get into this conversation when we actually start talking about it. But I do want to tell you that this person makes some fabulous videos. and Part of the things that we were talking about is I have tried to make some videos for creative writing and the uh, all of them disappeared. Everything got jacked up and screwed up. And he's like, yeah, I use the same cameras because I, I had suggested them to him. And his stuff got jacked up as well. So I got a little bit depressed about doing all this work and trying to film it and making something cool and only having like, you know, seven videos for our YouTube channel to show for it because every time I try something, it gets jacked up. And he said, you know what? You just got to do it. You just got to have the idea and stick with it. And really inspired me. Uh, kind of maybe to re- rethink about it, rethink about stuff. We also talked a lot about... Uh, not so much depression, but sort of. Uh, the fact that the last couple of years have just flown by and for both of us and that time that you need on the bike won't happen if you don't make it. So I want to make sure that everybody knows that going into 2023. Keep that in mind, <clears throat> excuse me, as uh, as these last couple of years have been pretty hellish on most of the people I know. Uh, getting out and riding for... 5 10 20 minutes even. Really we found both of us uh, were talking about it and just a quick rip got us inspired again to get back on the bike and do things uh get out and, and complete something that really was uh, seemed like in the, it seemed like it, we're never going to have time to do that again, right? And take make us take a step away from our lives and work and everything that's consuming us and still manage that be able to manage that and have family time I think that's a very important thing to talk about I'm not going to go into it on this show But I think we should revisit this In, a, in another uh, upcoming episode Especially uh, Since this time uh, Coming out of the winter time Can be such a, a harrowing time For a lot of people Uh, that don't get to ride and you get that like spring fever and ride fever. And then maybe you just don't do stuff that you end up wanting to do. I I feel like that could be uh, a pretty good show topic and definitely, definitely motorcycle related as the only cure as Stephen Christopher Walken would say, Stephen Christopher Walken, he's Christopher Walken's younger brother. The only cure is more motorcycle baby now put up your ass for, for 5 years. Uh, anyway, let's uh let's <laughs> there's a horrible intro for this guest. Let me just shut up right now and let's get into our recording and uh, yeah. From here on out, it'll just be him talking, so there'll be some good quality audio for once in this show's pathetic life. All right, let's take a uh, little stinger break, get into this audio we have with our good friend
3: for the show. Why do you always start off so good and then you just ruined it by saying the weird I
0: thought I unplugged you! Shut up! All right, welcome back, everybody. This is uh, – thanks for sticking around for the beginning. This is now the middle of uh, creative writing. And on the on the horn with us tonight, we have a returning yeah, – I didn't even know when the last time you were on the show. But, man, we got a lot of catching up to do. And uh, I just want to say thank you so much for the entertainment that you've provided. We were just talking a little bit off mic about um, – podcasts and having time to even listen to shows but your your videos have been have been very uplifting and provided me with much entertainment and uh yeah i really miss chatting with you we used to we used to do it quite often and now as whenever we have free time which is never so let's we made a little time tonight yeah. but uh yeah on the line who, who is this just uh, shout it out
4: uh formerly known as nitrous chris i guess (laughs) yeah yeah not nitrous chris (laughs) Chris
0: (laughs) yeah chris from wisconsin from wisconsin from from what i used to say (laughs) walk (laughs) wakisha i learned i learned (laughs) yeah man so we got you back on the show and it's been a hot minute since you've been on because uh things went crazy in the last couple years with everything and uh, the only thing we could do was get outside. So instead of blabbing on this podcast, everybody was just out doing stuff. So, yeah. man, I have so much, so many questions to ask. And <laughs> first, first and foremost, I'm going to ask you. This is so generic and, and so small talky, but it's all right. What's the freaking temp like right there right now? Uh, right now, it's like
4: 25 degrees <laughs> out. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! That's way way colder than I thought. And it's still snowing. It started snowing at nine o'clock this morning. Oh no. And we're coming up on almost eight thirty here and it's still snowing. And it turned it just switched over to like that uh snow globe kind of snow where it's real light and fluffy and coming down slow. Uh, so I were looking at I've got probably eight inches in my driveway. Wow. I got eight inches in my driveway of, sunsh- of sunshine <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> and, o- and oil leaks. But uh, Not where I thought that was going, but. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. I know. I, I, I binged when I should have bonged. I, I I was like, I'm going to lead him down this path and then uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. trust me. I got eight inches of what I got. You know, that's eight
4: times. Uh, <laughs> if I multiply by eight, maybe. Um, it's funny. Yeah. It like just last weekend, it got almost 50 and I was out riding. I put a hundred miles on on Saturday. Nice. Hallelujah. Yeah, I don't. I'm not bragging by any means, but it's 55
0: right here, right now. And I almost went and got another sweater because <laughs> it's, uh, you know, in SoCal, that's crazy. It's going to get down to 38 though. So we're oh wow going to get down to, uh, so yeah, we're, we're by no means, um,
4: it was about as cold cold as as it it is. work and I was snow blowing in a hoodie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was out there with the old, uh, broom trying to get some of the sunshine off the driveway. It sucked. You know, what, what can I say? No, actually it's been pretty, it has for SoCal at least, it's been pretty chilly uh, the last couple weeks. And, and then uh, since January, it's been pretty nice. We actually got a, a, a winter this year. So that's really nice. And everything is still green, which it never is. It's always brown. So everything's green right now. Um, and from... I would say from January until now, there's been w- only one or two weeks where it's been like 70 degrees or high 70s. We've had in the past few years, it's already been like 100. In, by February, you know, February 14th, it was like 98 degrees. So I'm really stoked that it's nice weather. Um, the what one bad get, side, the
4: rain. Yeah, we got. We've been getting rain for the first time in like five years. <laughs> they were even talking about that here about some of the like the mudslides and stuff that were going on. <laughs> oh yeah. So, uh,
0: last week I went on a motorcycle ride with, um, the founder of Janice motorcycles. He was out here doing a press thing oh, and wow. we went for, we went for a ride over on Holland, and, like the night before I'm looking it up and I'm like, dude, Mulholland's closed for a lot
4: of it. <laughs> cause
0: oh. yeah, even the, even the part that we were able to ride on, you could see, I was trying to point to him. I didn't have, we didn't have comms on. So he didn't, he's probably just thought I was flailing around like a chicken, but yeah. I was trying to point to the road cause you could see the road was dirty. The road that we were riding on was totally dirty. And to our uh, left, you could see where the hill was gone. It was grass and then like clay and then, the road and it's because that whole thing had slid onto uh slid over the asphalt and the road was impassable even oh. even for uh, residents and so we went as far as we could and then there was a section of road that was closed off or we would have gone pretty you know we wanted to ride the twisty roads and they came out and we rode about like three miles of twisty road and that was about it <laughs> so it really it really sucked i was like come over to my side let's yeah. get out of this Let's get out of the Hollywood Hills and get over to my Hills and we could ride for hours. You know what I'm saying? So next time they're out, I think we're going to do that. But yeah, it's, it's true. I, I, I wasn't sure how bad it was either because, um, we get landslides, but normally not like covering the street like they do in Holly in the Hollywood Hills. But yeah, it was, there was a lot of road closures and crazy up North, uh, from Santa Cruz down to Central Cal, like l- small towns disappearing. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of <laughs> landslides, <laughs> you know, a lot of crazy, crazy uh, water action. And it's just because we <laughs> haven't had any in, you know, the past five years the, yeah. like we've had this year. Or so, Man. But, um, but not as cold as it has been where you are. So,
4: yeah, you know, we actually had a really pretty mild winter. It's only snowed a couple of times and it's usually gone within a few days because it gets, you know, warms right back up. And yeah. uh, I think we're all, like this, this weekend, I think we're already back in the forties. So most of that snow will be gone. Wow.
0: That, I mean, that still sounds cold to me, but, but com- comparatively like relative, <laughs> I guess it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. When I come out here and I'm freezing my balls off, I just think like, I always think like, man, in Wisconsin, this is t-shirt weather. It's like 48. They're probably like, yeah, it's almost 50, you know, here's, and I'm like, I could see my breath. I'm going to well, melt, you know,
4: this is the first winter I've even had heat in the garage. Normally I got like right. a heater or something running. And now I actually got a furnace actually right above my head here. But I, it's yeah. like, it's almost 65 in the garage. It's warmer in here than it is in the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, I'm so glad
0: that I don't work, uh, out here in the, in the garage anymore just because it's been so cold recently and so hot. Like in the summer times, it's unbearably hot in here, sure. but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's definitely been one of those years where I feel like we always used to kid, and I'd talked to you about your writing season being three months long. And now California is getting the, all the rain and stuff. <laughs> it's coming back to bite me. And yeah. it seems like it's mild, relatively
4: mild where, where you are. Yeah, I actually, I decided because I, I bought another Super Duke. I don't know if I told you that.
0: Yeah, you did. You told me you got another Duke and then yeah. you're... St- you have that stable of DRZs that you started collecting a few years ago.
4: I got well. I sold, I sold the two that were just the E-models that weren't street legal. Um, I, had, I had this big plan of possibly getting them converted to being plated and street legal. And it was just too much running around, too much paperwork. It was actually easier to sell both of them and buy one uh, S-model street legal bike. Nice. So I had sold my old Super Duke, my 08. Uh, sold it like three years ago. And that's when I bought the uh, DRZ 400S that I have now. And then I bought a set of dirt wheels and street wheels for it. So that that was like my dual use, kind of go everything, go everywhere bike. But it didn't quite do the big roads like I enjoyed. So I had missed that Duke ever since I sold it. So a, wh- yeah. a, white, a white one, same year as I had in 08.
1: Yeah.
4: A, a white one popped up for sale locally. And white was always my favorite color when they, those came out. And uh, I grabbed it, and then now I've decided that this winter's been so mild that I'm going to ride every month this year. Oh, and every month I have to beat the previous month's mileage. Gotcha. So I had. So 80 don't go miles. too
0: far, though. Yeah, What's yeah. Don't that? go too far. Yeah, don't yeah. go too far.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, I had 80 miles in January on the Duke, and then in February it's been so nice, but it's been snowing on and off. So I had to try to time and hope for the right weekend or right day to go. That's why I went last weekend to go out riding again as uh, we knew we were getting snow this week. So I'm like, now or never, because this might be the end of the month for me. So I did – I actually switched out. I rode the Duke for uh, 50 miles in the morning, went and got lunch with a buddy of mine, then hopped on the DRZ and rode the DRZ for 50 miles in the afternoon with Michelle. (laughs)
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, you know what I was gonna say. And did you ride in January just despite like because uh, I'm sure it
4: was cold as hell in January. <laughs> yeah, there was uh, I, I went out and I put a, I don't know maybe 15 miles on one night, but I stopped by one of those like digital clock thermometers, it said 27 degrees. So oh I mean I got heated gear and stuff, so I'm not gonna brag like I was some man running out doing that. Gotcha. But the heated gear makes a world of difference around here. Yeah, I bet. And people
0: use that crap around here when it's like 60. <laughs> like not even necessary. That is insane, man. Oh my God. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, 80 miles in January is pretty, pretty, you know, that's to me, that's a pretty big accomplishment for it's,
4: how I've seen the weather be there. Yeah, um, it's hard to figure out where to go, though, because they put so much crap on the roads for the ice and stuff that as long as it's not snowing or raining currently and the roads it's almost like it's got to be cold enough that the snow's not melting but warm enough that the roads are still dry that you can sneak out but you can't really go out and hit twisty roads because it's going to be covered in salt and sand so all that mileage has basically been at like 40 miles an hour and under just local around town where everything's flat and most of the traffic's got the roads kind of cleared off in the groove
0: right So it's not the best, but hey, it's 80 miles. That's it's a mile. It's a benchmark for you to
4: break. Yeah, it's like Uh, soul healing being able to get out in January after having just cold and dark and gloom, but to be out on a bike, even just if it's for a half hour, it's it's just hope that summer's coming.
0: Right, and you know what? To be honest, like that's how I felt here in SoCal, where we never get rain and we ride all year round when we got all that rain in Janu- January and the beginning of February I started to feel that and I was like man I haven't been on the bike in like a month and part of yeah. it was because I get busy and I didn't expect it to rain so you're like oh I'll go riding whenever I want you know it'll it'll just be I'll just need to get some free time but then when it's like the rain comes in for like two weeks and you're like oh shit and then like you get busy again when it's sunny and it's like I, I went out the other night just to pick up food and and that like yeah. you said I was like singing and like swerving yep. around and clicking my eyes. I was like, dude, this is like amazing therapy right now for this for this uh for this weather and just to get back on the bike. Uh, just yeah. going running to pick up uh some takeout was just like the best best experience. So yeah, I totally get it. And I and I totally feel I have a little bit better um understanding of how how it feels for people that can't ride that can't ride, period, for like months. Like some of yeah. our listeners in, in Canada, I'm sure they're snowed in for you know, quite a while. Uh, it can't even get to the main road. You know, unless you got like four wheel drive. So there's no way they're taking their their bikes out. But yeah, yeah right. like it. It is. It's it's this, it's this thing that just a five minute zip can bring you out of this gloom that you didn't really know you were sinking down into. Oh, for sure. Um, and like,
4: how do you like, how do you explain that to somebody what that's like that that doesn't ride? Like, yeah, people that don't ride that you know just get through winter doing the you know go to the work you know go to work go to the gym. You know, maybe go to you know, sports, you know, basketball game or something like that. But you're always inside, like that whole getting out in the air. It's I don't know how else to describe it.
0: Yeah, that was that was a big, and having no car around you because even dri- I You know, I obviously I get out every day to take my kids to school, but getting out with nothing around you, like just you know, that's that was it for me. I was like, man, I'm like I'm in it, and I can smell things, and like I can. I could see the world like without a without a box around me. It was so yeah. so, so cool um and, and it, so i
4: I hope that's coming for everybody here pretty soon yeah. <laughs> so. no, like it forces you to like get away too, as far as like you're not on your phone, you're not answering emails, you're not doing work you know you're yeah. you have nothing nothing else to think about other than just the ride, yeah. That five minutes really made me miss
0: the, uh, the hours that I spent on the bike in the summertime. Um, and you mentioned Michelle, so that's very curious because I was just thinking about her and, and oddly enough, this is, I have this shelf full of knickknacks cause the show's been around a little bit now oh, yeah. and you were, you were one of the first ones that sent me some crazy stuff. You sent me $3 one time for mentioning Missy Kehoe. Missy Keo, I forget, I forget her last name, but how how is Michelle? How's Missy? How's the whole uh, Wyr Top Ten crew? If you still talk to those
4: guys, uh, most of them, I still somewhat keep in touch with. Um, Missy, she's not local anymore. She's down in Florida. Okay. Uh, her Her passion, or life, has always revolved around skydiving, like competitive skydiving stuff. So she does some of that as far as I think the media side of things for people. Um, down in Florida. Um, most of the other racer usuals are still kind of at it. Nice. And, uh, uh, some of them are still working on projects, trying to get stuff ready for the new year. So, uh, I know, like, Gullmeyer kind of stepped back a little bit to do a little more family stuff, but I believe he still has a bike he could run if he wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> um, Michelle is going gonna to be back on her bike this year as far as racing. Uh, she's always been out riding with me as best or as much as she can when she can, but uh the last year and a half she's been putting herself through grad school. oh no kidding, awesome while, while still being a teacher full time yeah, so I've never seen somebody work so hard and have so much of their time filled with school, either yeah. being or teaching
0: my my wife did that too, and it's like I saw her when she was first waking up and then when she was going to bed, and that was it yeah, yeah it's 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 rough, man.
4: Yeah, that's so awesome. I would I'd poke at her and basically tell her like you got to take a break. Let's let's just go. I got a loop like a 20 minute loop planned in my head. Let's just go ride quick. Yeah. But uh for the most part it was it was it was time consuming enough and brain consuming enough that she she missed racing for the last almost 2 years now. Oh, yeah. I bet.
0: Easily, easily. Teachers, teachers already don't have that much free time as people think. And and I could imagine going through grad school, too. Like, sure. my God. <laughs> like,
4: yeah. You know, even in the summer, like when she's not in grad school during the summer, she's still doing stuff to get ready for the next year. And then she doubled up on her classes all summer. And Actually, she graduated faster than she would have normally because she doubled up on stuff. So yeah. that was her entire summer that time that year. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how
0: teachers do it, man. They rock and roll in the summer cause they're, they're not getting paid and this it's their only free time. So <laughs> that's awesome. And then, yeah, you know, I still creep, uh, on the social media. I still, I still do, um, see people's feeds coming in. I have seen a lot of babies coming out. I seen a lot of marriages, uh, yeah. or, and people doing marriage stuff. Um, I, I actually was cleaning up our blog the other day and I came across this page with all the WIR people on it and I was like, oh my God, I remember when people sent this in and I made it. And then obviously I I took it off the main blog because I was like, I don't even know like what's going on with this thing like since you know, for three years now. So I don't I don't even know. Is WIR top ten
4: still a thing? Are they still doing the grudge
0: matches and they still have the list and
4: all that stuff? No, that kind of kind of fizzled out because it started to get harder and harder to like, there was only a handful of people that were really devoted to going faster, faster, faster all the time. Yeah. And that that's not everybody's cup of tea. Some people just want to go race with what they have and that's it. Yeah, so it got it. to be, it got to be harder and harder to make it to where everybody had a reason to go to sort of have a chance to win or be competitive in some way.
1: Yeah. You know, you know,
4: handicap the fast guys a little bit, or you know, we're we're trying all kinds of different things, and it was just getting harder and harder. And then life started getting in the way with some people. Then the turnout started to drop, and you know, we just kind of ran out of ran out of steam.
1: Gotcha. But
4: we're still trying to do some bike stuff up that way. Um, the the biggest problem with trying to do it at WIR is most mostly the location. It's somewhat of a rural area, rural track. It doesn't have the draw. There's no real big cities nearby to bring in a lot of, you know, sport bike, motorcycle type drag racers. Like down where I'm from, um, we have Milwaukee and Chicago. Everything kind of comes out of the main cities to go to the one track that's kind of in the middle. And up there, it's, it's just harder. It's just a harder area to, to do what we wanted to do. Gotcha. And you're, now you're near um,
0: Waukesha and what is the track? Like are, were they at Great Lakes? Is that where they were? Or were they at, no, they
4: were at WIR, right? Yeah. That's Wisconsin international raceway. Um, that's up in Kakana. So that's about, I'd say close to two hours from where I'm at in Waukesha. Oh, okay. Okay. So if you're looking at a map, I'm like straight West of Milwaukee, 20 minutes. Gotcha. Okay. And then our local track is Great Lakes Dragaway. In Union Grove, Wisconsin. And that's about 45 minutes from my house, just about southeast, just a little bit. Yeah. And then it's so like an hour north of Chicago.
0: Right. So that's that's I can see how that's like the the hub of the spider web there for yeah, yeah that, that's the one you want to go to. Yeah, that is a bit of a drive. That's awesome that they have that up there in the middle of nowhere, though. Cause I mean, obviously that gives it, I, I love drag strips that are out in the middle of nowhere. It gives people yeah. a chance that aren't super cool
4: track. Like it's got yeah. like straight out of the fifties vibe. Like you feel like you're in two lane blacktop, you know? Nice. <laughs> like, yeah. God, I love that movie. <laughs> like that scene where they're in the pits and the pits are all kind of dirty and just yeah. blowing around. That's what that track is like. Yeah. Yeah. When I, when I was
0: younger, um, I used to go to Carlsbad and this is already after it was, uh, Really dilapidated, and they would always say, like, you know, if a car goes over the Armco here, the Armco is just going to disintegrate. The stands, you couldn't go up in the stands because, well, you, you you sat in the stands, but you always felt like they were so rusty and old that they were going to fall through. I mean, they hadn't been replaced since like the seventies or eighties, but that's when that place was huge. Super bikers is going on, all that shit that was happening yeah. there. And by the time I was going there, like in the two thousands, I mean, it that was 20 years past its glory days and it had just been sitting out there for 20 years, but it definitely had that, like that vibe was so cool. You're, you're wrenching on your car basically in dirt
1: uh-huh.
0: and the, the type of stuff that people would still bring there because it was like really the only good quarter mile drag strip, in, in that part of San Diego County. Awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just, the, the, it was an awesome vibe and, and I, I really dig that, but hopefully it doesn't shut down. I mean, I, hopefully there's enough stuff going on up there, even well, though it's yeah, rural they, that
4: it stays open. Yeah, they still have some pretty big events throughout the year and, uh, it's a real big bracket racing track. So they, they get a big car turnout. It's just minimal bikes but I'm gotcha. looking forward to, I want to go back up there again this year. I want to try, yeah. that track was tricky. And when we were racing up there, I had a lot less data and technology than I have now. And I want to get that track figured out. So I think I'm going to go up there a couple of times this year and see if I can't do something.
0: Nice. Yeah. I remember your stories of you blew a motor and you drove home and fig- and I thought, oh, because you're like, you know, if- 30 minutes from the track. I didn't realize when you drove home, it was a two hour drive. You fixed the motor all night long and then drove back. I didn't realize it was that far, but yeah, that's awesome. That's crazy. But yeah, yeah, you had, yeah. Oh yeah. And so that's good to hear that Michelle's getting back too, because that was, that was a really fun, fun vibe and following all the chit chat on the, on Facebook. Yeah. It it was just so much of a, it was an event, you know, I looked forward to it every day and, and it's not, um, NHRA, you know, it was was fun just seeing this small group of racers in Wisconsin and following you guys and seeing what's going on. Um, so yeah. Speaking of which though, you, you also ran some kind of bigger grudge races. Um, I I think against Eddie Krawiak. Is that how you say his last name? Didn't you run against him a couple of times?
4: Eddie Krawick? Eddie Krawick? No, he, uh, He's been at some of the events, but uh, he doesn't currently anyways uh, run the style of bikes we run. Okay, okay. He's, he's, he's moved on from what we do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, because I just saw his name, uh, you know, on the all the, I think the Vance and Hines Suzuki stuff. <laughs> I'm not, I can't remember if he's
4: running theirs. So a buddy of ours from uh, Indiana is actually the new Vance and Hines Pro Stock bike racer for the NHRA team. So, it's nice. Gage Herrera. I mean, I'm not trying to name drop, but if you see that name, that's one of the guys that we do race with. Nice. And, uh, yeah, he made his name doing basically what we do.
0: That's awesome.
4: But, but he's just a lot I, better at it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, cuz I just saw they announced um Angel was at uh AIM yesterday. Yep. And uh I saw that she wasn't on the Vanson Hines team uh this year they had another young guy and yeah, I guess that's him. Yeah, that's, that's him. A, that's awesome. That's awesome. Coming out, of <laughs> coming from the, uh, group, of uh, group of friends that you have. So, yep. he. so, uh, and for people that don't know, I think you were on episode number 11 way back, you know, and yeah. we've, we've talked over, over the, few years because you used to run nitrous and i was like oh crazy and i'd watch you put videos up on and uh you and your your friends of all this homemade crazy shit that you guys used to make (laughs) and uh yeah just the insane the insanity that that was uh running nitrous oxide in your bikes and now you've gone to turbo and i think we've even talked since you went to turbo but i've been enjoying the hell out of looking at your uh looking at your videos that you post up on TPS, uh, fab, yeah. uh, on YouTube and the teardowns. And I just love, you know, I watch those all day. I watch people, I I'll just throw on, even if I'm not even really looking at them, just the sound of people. I watch people restore old lawn yeah. equipment. I watch people build oh, yeah. weird electric stuff. And then I watch your stuff where you're just like tearing it down and explaining what you're doing. I love it. Um, And so what's going on right now? This is, this is the
4: bike that you've had for quite a while, right? You're I've I've been racing this bike for almost 13 years at this point. Yeah. It's just every, every year it goes through some sort of evolution. The last few years, it's kind of slowed down on the evolution side of things because of it's at such a high level already. Yeah. It's more or less refining it for the type of racing I use it for. Yeah. But right now it's currently tore apart just for a, a refresh and, just kind of looking over, you know, every part gets touched. So I'm always looking for something to improve on. I spent <laughs> I spent two hours last night polishing the internals on the oil pump. Um, just yeah. To, just to get it to spin freer. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: And I saw your video where you're tearing it down. You know what's so funny is a lot of these build videos or a lot of, I don't know, a lot of uh, – bike build videos. There's there's people that are afraid to, you know, don't split the cases or you'll eat online on any forum. I spend a lot of time on Reddit nowadays and it's like you all the biker shop. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, all the everything. The a light comes on. Take it to a shop. My oils, my coolant's overflowing. Take it to the shop. It's like people are people. Even back in the day, were afraid to. Oh, you had to split the cases. Oh, like that was a thing. Like oh, has the cases ever been split on this bike? You know, like it's going to reduce the value. Man, you're tearing yours down sometimes after every every race weekend down to the freaking main bearings. You know
4: what I'm saying? Last, uh, last. Oh, I'm, I got I to gotta think about my time frame here. So I raced all last season. I had the cases apart twice during the race season just to fix a couple transmission issues that could have been pretty catastrophic, but I just noticed quirks. Something wasn't right. So I decided that before it was a major problem to just split the cases. Like it's that easy to do that. It's yeah. like it's almost preventative maintenance at this point.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I can have
4: more with – all of the harness and the turbo kit and everything. I can have the motor on the bench in 45 minutes.
0: Yeah. It's so sick watching you tear that thing down and, and how, how fast it is. And yeah. So, so even, even before when it was turbo and it was nitrous, I mean, you pretty much did all that. You learned all this fuel mapping. Your videos are awesome. It's awesome watching, uh, People do stuff, but yours is literally like, hey, here's what this, hey, and and they can get like in the weeds, which sometimes you're like, hey, I'm looking for like somebody to be jumping or doing some action shots. But if you're looking for some really cool information, yours have a lot of that deep diving and like you you just, you, or you just learned something and you're kind of sharing it. And it's so awesome. Uh, When you're in that, when you're in that learning sort of mood, they're really awesome to watch and like glean something from them. You know what I mean? So, I really enjoy I really enjoy watching them and that is something you know speaking of which you had to learn over the past few years is you've had to learn fuel mapping and now you're like a wizard
4: <laughs> you know yeah. yeah I love I love doing the videos on stuff that a lot of people don't want to talk about because I think they're unsure about it themselves right so I try to put it out there as to like look it's this easy this is what it means when somebody says this or somebody refers to that and you can do it, too. Like, I'm just an idiot in a garage that just asks the right questions and fails enough times to, before I get it right. Right. That, like, I always tell everybody, like, people come up to me at the track and, they'll, you know, they'll comment on the videos about, like, oh, I love watching your channel and I've learned so much. But I tell everybody that there's, there's nothing one man can do that another man can't learn. We're, right. We're, we're all people. We're all mechanical. You can learn anything somebody else knows if you want to learn it. Yeah, I try to put as much of it out there as I can to say It's like, look, I can do it. You can do it. And I want to see you do it. Like, I love when people get back to me and say, you know, I've been taking my bike to the shop, this one shop for the last three years, and your videos got me to where I'm going to take my own motor apart now. Nice. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, to be an inspiration, you got a lot of views on them too. Uh, it's not just like, you know, 15, 20 views. There's a lot of people looking at this stuff. And yeah. I remember – um when we first started chatting, I had no idea how much of a legend in the the Wisconsin and then street drags you were. You know what I mean? You, yeah. I don't, I don't know if you feel that way, but but it's like, oh, sink time. You know, you were you were a big fish in in I've, the,
4: just, uh, quit. I've just been around a long time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's one way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, creative writers! RP Enterprises wants to remind you of their latest greatest invention—the medicated adhesive graphic strip. This medicated bandage strip is emblazoned with bold graphics depicting infected, pus oozing, disgusting wounds. Whether you have just a minor scratch, a hangnail, or a clean gash, make sure you customize it with the Mags Bandage from RP Enterprises. RP Enterprises is only available at fine retail stores near you. Zappers? Zappers? We got them. Whappers? Whappers? We got em. We got everything you need for your off-road adventure this summer at Nathan's <laughs> Power Sport Village in Durston. Brakes? Brakes? We got those. Tires? Tires. We got those. Seatbelts for your motorcycles? motorcycles. <laughs> we got those! Visit us down at Nathan's Power Sport Village. But yeah, so, and, and you spent a long time in a, the nitrous environment before you went turbo and then you had to learn. And so, yeah, I mean, you learned all this stuff kind of just walking into it. And I think you've said it a, a bunch of times, asking the right questions. You're just not afraid to ask questions, right? I mean, yeah. that's basically how you, you like, have if, learned.
4: People like go to the track and, you know, drag or road race, whatever, you go to the track and you find the guy that's quietly sitting in his trailer working on his stuff, and then when he goes out, he either lays down quick lap time or runs low ET or something. That's the guy you want to go talk to because he's got it figured out. You know, not everybody knows everything, but those are the guys that have put in the time to. You know, they probably failed a bunch. Not everybody comes out and is fast at, right away. Um, those those quiet guys that are hunkered down in the trailer, those are the guys you want to go approach and pick their brains.
0: Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And uh, um, I I'm I don't I so this is this is ridiculous because I live about two minutes from a drag strip, but I don't go down there. They're actually racing tonight too. I'm I if I go outside I could hear them. And, oh, and I always I, I always hear when something goes sideways. It's pretty funny. It's like <laughs> somebody blew <laughs> up. <laughs> but uh, I don't go down there enough. Not enough bikes really race around here. It's mostly yeah. cars, but it's still fun to watch. Um and I have a lot of friends at road race though, and and that's exactly the guys that uh, when they're alone, it's almost. I, I think of this scene from the movie um, Grand Torino with uh, Clint Eastwood, and you know he's he's kind of cranky and and yeah. quiet for most of the time, but then when he, when he's with his buddies at the bar, I think the the kid that he's adopted sees him laughing for the first time and like you know having some fun and then when he yeah. sees the kid he's quiet again <laughs> and <laughs> and that's how it is at the track these guys are laughing and but when you walk up they're just like quiet like they're shy almost you know and, and, yeah, and sure. or they got they got stuff to do you know yeah. and they're but but when they're alone together they're laughing and cracking up and it's like they are like masters of the they've got it down they've been doing it a while and they might not know the modern bikes but they got the you know, classic sport bikes down, and they might not know vintage stuff, but they are masters of their d- domain or their realm. For and sure. I think I, I think you are right about that. They they all seem to have that same characteristic that you said of like the quiet work working on the stuff because they know they need to get it going to go out there and do what they need to do, uh, yeah. whether it's road race or drag race or whatever. But yeah, that that's awesome. And how long you you haven't been? How long have you been running turbo now? Just a couple few years, right?
4: this will be the start of my fourth year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I, I, I want to say you, you picked it up and literally started running with it right away. And there was a, what was the learning curve like when you switched over to turbos? I don't think we, I don't think we really talked about this. Uh, the last time we talked about your, your switch from nitrous, but yeah, what was the learning curve like and how long did it take you to get comfortable with modifying, you know, doing
4: your own stuff? Uh, <clears throat> the i the learning curve I think actually was pretty easy uh I would say learning nitrous is a lot harder than learning the turbo stuff uh there's a lot more involved in making a nitrous bike live make gotcha. power make re- reliable power and the tuning window is really narrow and it's always moving everything from water grains to barometric pressure and density altitude numbers everything changes how it i mean those numbers affect how any motor runs they're just air pumps but the turbo tuning window is a lot larger as far as um t- to put it simple you can basically just give it a target air fuel and it'll k- it'll make boost to, to run that target nice. you know so i mean it's i regret every nitrous pass i ever made after going to <laughs> 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 how funny. You know, well, a whole different kind of power
0: yeah, I was gonna say it was it was so fascinating talking to you back then because you're like, well, I have the primary here, and then there's like a secondary hit at the you know at here, and you had to figure out all these things, and you were like, I mean, that was a whole science in and of itself. You yeah. Know, you, you know, that was you were always chasing those like thousands. Do you know what I'm saying when you were when you were running nitrous? Yeah, I had the the
4: nitrous kit I had set up was actually it was it was pretty cool, but I, I wish I knew then what I know now. I'd still have a turbo, but. I would have not wrecked as many motors back then but i had it set up with two kits on it that i could run independently i could run stage one or stage two by itself or i could run stage one and then stage two down track so it was like having three kits basically or three to pick from i should say
0: yeah yeah, it was pretty sick when you would tell me about all the logistics and all the fine-tuning that's going into that. And I still have this. I don't... <laughs> yeah, oh, I remember that one. <laughs> yeah, you sent me that. That was at uh, 124 miles per hour. Uh, you burnt a hole in this, baby. <laughs> yeah. I, still, I still have that over here on my
4: desk. So that was one of those, That was one of the races where when that happened, it actually torched a hole at the very top of the cylinder between cylinders three and four. And that was on, like, a Friday night test, and we are supposed to be racing Saturday. Friday Friday night, I came back, tore the motor down, and welded the cylinders back together at the top and filed them back flat so the head gasket would go down. And then went back and ran it with no coolant in it the next day, and it lived.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of the nights where, that, that you were telling me about, yeah. where it, uh, yeah, crazy, crazy overnighter. Um yeah, and if it sounds like I think your heater must have kicked on. It sounds like you're getting eaten by a whale right now. (laughs) It does
4: get really loud, I can turn that off.
0: No, it's good. You're good. No, 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 man. It's twenty seven degrees in your in your uh, (laughs) in your garage. I don't want you to freeze. (laughs) No, it's like sixty five in here right now. That thing can shut off. (laughs) Oh man, I would be I would want it on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I gotta tell you, I've been I've been waking up in the house and, and to save Dude, I don't know if it's just SoCal or if it's everywhere, but the the um, gas bill like quadrupled, and it was always my electricity that was super expensive, and I would dread the summers because we'd run the AC all the time, and then now this this year it was so crazy, it was so blazing hot in here. It actually like ruins uh, in twenty twenty two that it ruined some of my stuff that I had in the garage, like. It ruined a lot of my, all of my chemicals were bad. And I, as a hobby, like I started di- uh, casting stuff, you know, like doing resin yeah. casting, ruined all that stuff, ruined all my gel coats. Like it ruined like a lot. Of, it got so hot this uh, summer of 22. We literally had the AC on all summer and our bills every month was like Unreal. 300 bucks. Right. And then come this winter it immediate, we had like maybe four weeks of decent weather and then it immediately got cold and I'm like, great. And now yeah. now the gas bills went up because our heater's on. So yeah, I, I, you're good, man. We can, we can, uh, y- you're suffering a lot more, a lot more than we are here, but did <laughs> you not to get all old man and say, you know, this is, I remember when gas was a nickel, but did your, does it, did it go up across the country? Is it hot for you? I mean, I can't imagine oh. somewhere where you have to have the heater on to survive. Did it, you know I I feel
4: like it did go up a little bit because uh so my house is nothing you know super modern I have radiator heat still and I don't have like there's no ducts in the house so I don't have central air or nothing like that but so the the heat in the house and the stove I guess would be the only things that are gas so in fall without the heat really running I would pay 120 bucks a month if the AC is running in the summer it's like 140 bucks a month. And then in the winter it was about the same with the heat run it'd be 140-160 with the heat yeah. running. But now with the heat in the garage, it's 240, went up about 100, 150 bucks somewhere now. Yeah. Yep. Expensive to keep that workspace uh, <laughs> well, <I'm> not, <laughs> nice and warm. <laughs> After working in a storage unit for twenty years, I said I would pay anything they charged me to have this heater out here. <laughs> I bet, man, probably, that's awesome. They probably saw me say that, and that's why my bill's extra high.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, "Hey, we have—we literally have evidence of this guy <laughs> saying that." Yeah, no, that's so awesome. And actually, I started thinking about because because you know I I have rented for a, a thousand years, and eventually. Uh, the housing market's not so great here in SoCal. I mean, it's, it's expensive as all, as all hell. But eventually when we buy, I was, (laughs) I was wondering like, am I going to have a a nice garage or not? And I was thinking back to the days where I was like, you know, Singsime used to build these fantastic bikes in a storage unit, what, a, what's holding me back, you know? Mm. So I might even have a nicer garage if I did in a storage <laughs> unit. Cause I wouldn't give a shit about, you know, the, the wreck the place, you know, I just yeah. pay the deposit when I leave or whatever, but yeah, <laughs> no, you, you inspired me on multiple levels. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and speaking of that, speaking of, speaking of getting inspired, uh, you're, you're, uh, your videos you have you inspired you said you've inspired people to to tear down their own bikes now and stuff what? are you are you coaching people are you are do you talk to people anymore that uh you're getting them into into
4: motorcycling or into at least not yeah, being no, it, afraid i mean for what i do for like what my youtube channel is kind of based around um it's pretty niche like that's not a real popular little market like drag racing motorcycles isn't the most popular thing to start with but then to break it down into, like, the street bike-style racing and then to get the super mechanical side of it. Like, I keep – I feel like I kept picking the most narrow windows possible and then <laughs> going into the next narrower one down from that. Like, so it's, it's not – like, I don't have a ton of, like, followers or viewers or whatever, but the ones I have are, like, super dedicated. Like, yeah. I get questions all day. Like, every day someone is – Messaging me about, hey, I saw in your one video that you did this one thing. Where did you get that? Or how did you do that? And I just, I reply with like, if I got info, they can have it. Yeah. You know, so I know something. Yeah, you,
0: you've always been, that, that's always been one of the funny things following the WIR days that you would post stuff just to be like, I don't know, put a little shade out there or just to be it's like funny because you knew people were looking at it going, oh my god, like they jumped to these conclusions. Oh yeah. But you're pretty open about everything. You're like, no, somebody asked me, like, yeah, I'll tell them, you know, yeah. but it, it, that 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 uh, was such a like everybody was trying to one up each other and it was like so secretive that I feel wow. like they would they would read into it and you like played into that. You're like, dude, this is this is <laughs> a fun game.
4: Yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> that's rad. I think, I think by by me trying to be like as honest and open as I can about the stuff I'm doing. And putting all that info out there, um, I'm hoping in some way it kind of helps grow this little niche part of motorcycling. And yeah. then it, if if I keep everything to myself and I'm the only guy that's fast, you know, you know awesome. I'm the fastest guy in a one bike class. Mm-hmm. So I like I kind of I like seeing everybody go faster because then it pushes everybody to go faster. So yeah. if I can share some yeah. info that I know and somebody else picks up a little bit. You know, they're gonna tell their buddy and all their buddy's gonna get faster so it it just spreads yeah. yeah
0: it's one of the things that I used to think about uh road racing and flat track and and when Indian came in and um started dominating I thought everybody would get a little faster and what happened was a lot of people left yeah. <laughs> left the sport that but happens. on street bikes yeah i mean and I'm sure it could happen in drag racing if there's like you know, Harley Davidson versus Suzuki. I don't know if Kawasaki's are still pretty, really popular, but I never hear about, it's like, all I hear about is the factory Harley and then whatever Vance and Hines is running, which is Suzuki right now.
4: Yeah,
0: And, uh, I feel like that, uh, at least in street bikes, there's such a variety that people, I mean, there's a lot of, I'm sure there's a ton of Busa race bikes and I'm sure there's a lot of ZX-14 race bikes, but, but it's so cool that like there is like still room in that, uh, in that, like particular part of the sport to brand, like anybody can run anything. Yeah. Go crazy with it. I always see KTM dirt bikes with like extended swing arms and yep. running uh
4: nitrous, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. There's a, so, there's a turbo one down in Florida that runs in the eights. It's like it's a God, 690, yeah. 690 enduro with the
0: turbo. What? <laughs> it's a thumper. Yeah. Oh my God. A turbo thumper running. <laughs> That's pretty quick. Like- but yeah, there you go.
4: That whole uh drag racing, like super motos is getting pretty big down Florida area down the coast.
0: Yeah, it, it, it is funny to me to see what's changing. I mean, we've been uh, the industry as a whole is 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 changing and it kind of it doesn't necessarily trickle into what's popular or what's happening on sure. the race side of things. So it's always funny to see what gets picked up, like on the street, uh, the streets or in the pits, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and they, I, I would have thought for sure three or four years ago that suit the supermoto thing was just like one or two people being dumb you know and now it sounds like it's catching on same with bagger racing i i was pretty stoked when it started but everyone's like oh come on and now they're like expanding they're like doubling down on that now that you're now that harley david can say harley davidson can say we we make sport bikes and it's our baggers <laughs> you know it's our thirty thousand dollar baggers there's like a
4: whole bagger racing league now isn't there
0: yeah, there's King of the Baggers through AMA, and then there's the Bagger Racing League, which is its own separate thing. And it's like, now now that Baggers are, quote, the next sport bike, you know, uh, even Wiggins uh, haven't, you know, we, we, we talk a lot still, but he hasn't been on the show sharing his crazy ideas, but I should get him on. He's, he's saving up for a bagger to, to nice. go racing in the bagger racing thing right now. So, yeah, who knew? Who knew? Next thing you know, there'll be dra- bagger drag bikes, and it'll just be the bodies because they'll be able to hide all this crap up, you know?
4: Yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> Put a huge fat tire on it. But, uh, yeah, so have you it, it, aside from super motos uh, and, and probably being down south, is there anything crazy that's like advancing the sport of drag racing or is there anything from drag racing that's making its way into like the street scene is there like any
4: any like crossover or trickle down um I don't know to be honest with you I'm so disconnected from the street bike side of things that even like if I was going to build another drag bike out of some new sport bike I don't know what it would be because I don't like any of them yeah like I don't (laughs) I don't I don't follow like a lot of the new technology they're using and stuff because uh, everything we're doing on the race side of things is, you know, to me, it's just a chassis and a motor. It's just something to hold on to going down the track. And all the technology is in the standalones, all of the management. So that's kind of what I nerd out on is I follow how are guys tuning these bikes? You know, these, you know, there's no, no wheelie bar and a street tire and they're making upwards of 700 horse now. Dang. How and, damn. You know, yeah, and then try to control that. Yeah. So, like even my bike has got, you know, it's got wheelie control, pitch control, traction control. It You know, it gives me yaw readings, shock sensor, oil pressure, or oil pressure, oil temp, like tire temp is all on the yeah. bike. Yeah, I, I was going to say I saw, well,
0: I've watched multiple videos because I don't think that's all in one thing. I think I saw you do it in multiple videos where yeah. you didn't have any of that stuff when you started a few years right. back, and now you're adding uh, – all these things you got that new like cluster that'll tell you all that yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah. It's nuts. And you had to learn, you had to, you had to put that on there, but, yeah. but, but you're doing it yourself. So it's like bespoke. I mean, it's, it's awesome what you can do with uh, some readings nowadays.
4: That was the biggest thing to like making these bikes fast and making them survive is data. Like my bike will data log like a hundred channels. It tells me different things of what the bike's doing on a pass Damn. Like I can make a pass and feel like, you know, I feel like it, it sounded goofy at like 300 feet or it made a goofy move at like a thousand foot or something. I go back and look at the data log and go like, yep, that's what it was. You know, it's yeah. in the tire or there's the bump in the track will show up in the shock sensor. Yep. That is so insane to think that it's got that many different
0: variables that it's showing you. I mean, and that's a testament to shit that's been available to like real race teams for probably decades now. But imagine going back to like 1960 or 70 or even 80 and Mm -hmm. saying, hey, man, like, look at. Look at what you can see because they used to they wow. used to do all that stuff after the they used to look at the tires and go hmm, what's going on here and try eighteen new things to see yep. but yeah you, you're seeing it instantaneously wow. and and I have seen you read some of your graphs from uh, you because you got a couple of videos on that yeah. where you look at the uh, all the data that you got and it's just fascinating to see how many little parameters you can yeah. you can tap into did, it, it's it's nice
4: I did one video from the track where I would make a pass. I'd come back and I would break down the data log and I would show why I'm going to make a certain change or what I saw in the data log that made me think I need to make a change. So that's the stuff that I like sharing with people. Cause there's so much mystery behind yeah. nobody else to talk about it. Like there's so many people that are like secretive, you know? Yeah. Or, like yeah. A, or they have somebody that's doing it for them that they can't actually explain it. Right. But yeah, I know I that's love just putting it out there.
0: That's another thing I love is you're like a, a one man show. Um, what year is your bike too? Cause people might think, Oh, this is like a, you know, a 2015, a 20, what is this? 2018. You know, yeah. as you talked about a couple of years old, how how old is your bike? It's an Oh three. Yeah. 20 years 03. old. Three dude, 20 years this year. And it's got all this crazy tech on it yeah. that, that right. you put. it.
4: Yeah. It's like this, this statement isn't like a bragging thing. Cause I don't really do that, but it is one of the fastest, you know, no prep type bikes in the area. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about the country because there's a whole lot of bikes in the country, but I know I know what we race with locally in the you know three four state area here, and it's it's one of the bikes that people are nervous about when it when I show up with it.
0: That and that's what I'm saying. I had no idea when we first started chatting that you were a uh, you were a uh, a name to be reckoned with in that in that region. So I was like, oh, you know, this is so <laughs> crazy, um, and that's with a 20 year old get- bike. Yeah, I know, I know, and it's so crazy to think that what feels like to me was just like a few years ago is twenty years. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right? Like that happens. Wait till you get eighty. When I when I was in my eighties, everything was fresh and young <laughs> still. But now that I'm in now that I'm in my hundred and reaching one hundred and thirties here, I'm getting
3: you know. I'm not far behind. But you.
0: yeah, <laughs> um, so you're in. I would be out of sorts and out of my mind if I didn't ask you about this. Mama tried us this weekend. And uh, so it's flat out Friday is going to be, this is going to be coming out on, yeah. on flat out Friday. Are you going to be heading over to check out some of that crazy stuff? Cause do you still like to see all the weirdos come out?
4: Yeah, I am. I don't know that I'm going to make it to the flat out Friday deal. Uh, it's not what it was when you first started. And I'll probably go to the mama tried show that I like. That's fun. I like the venue yeah. and everything, but uh, I, I feel like the flat track part of it's kind of lost some of its luster it's i don't know i don't <laughs> i feel like I'm going down a rabbit hole here or what i really think of it but
0: that's <laughs> no, hey it's good i i kind of i kinda, I, th- I think i know what you mean where we're ex- we experienced the same thing here in the hool- quote hooligan flat track class where it's more of a production now than it is of an actual uh what? Crazy fun thing. And I know it used to be on the lake, didn't it? Out I mean it used to be
4: actually outside when it first started, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Um, my my biggest thing is that with the flat out Friday stuff is there's a lot of people that run it that don't race any other time of the year. Like they gotta go out there and get their picture taken. But the local track that has flat, you know, flat track racing on dirt all summer uh struggles for turnout.
0: Gotcha. So, right. Where
4: are all these flat trackers then?
0: Yeah, gotcha. Well, hey, uh, to be fair, a lot of people from Cali are heading there. A lot of people <laughs> they're coming from everywhere. Uh, <laughs> I, <maybe. laughs>
4: There's more serious racers traveling than what's here locally.
0: Yeah, that's. I yeah. think it might just be the population density of racers there might be a little low. But yeah, no, I, I feel you, and and it's one of those things where uh, it happens with. It's sad that it happens with everything where you have a great event. And if you keep having that same event, people are like, "Yeah, it's the same old shit, like that it was last year, or the same old thing that's been for years." But if you keep going more wacko and more crazy, they're like, eh, you know, now it's like selling out." I feel that that's one of those things that was trying to that that captured uh, a a moment in time where the 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 fun, um, the attention of flat track and all that stuff was really because it's kind of waned even even on. Even nationally, uh, I think yeah. it's kind of waned in the past few years. COVID didn't help anything, to be honest. Like sure. Having having the last couple of years be such a crazy dumpster fire for everyone didn't help anything. But it, I think it was already like reaching the crux. And things mature and sunset, just like any other sort of event or business. And it's kind of hard to keep that yearly anticipation yeah. up. And I think you're right. I think the year-round...
4: I, I wish there was a way for them to make it a little more like a prestigious kind of thing that would bring in the high caliber guys. Cause the first year or two that we went, there was a lot of, it was like serious racers.
0: Yeah. Like, okay. and
4: that, that is fun to watch when guys like when guys are good at what they do, that's entertaining. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's not, it doesn't have that. I don't know what other word to use. other than It doesn't have that prestigious status to it. To yeah, where, you know the 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 big names, the fast guys, the the teams, or whatever, are like we need to hit that flat out Friday race. Yeah, gotcha. Uh,
0: it is fun watching a guy go around in a porta potty and another guy in a jet ski, but <laughs> I, but I, there there needs to be that to keep it legit. There needs to be a legitimate aspect of it. Yeah, yeah.
4: And I don't know. I guess I didn't go last year either, so maybe it's changed a little bit. Like I am glad there is something. I shouldn't just knock it from what I how I see it. But I'm, I'm glad there is something going on. I just, I'd just i like to see it start going to a more serious direction.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I got a chance to interview um, Narissa who has abandoned... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if she'll yeah. be back there for Flat Out <laughs> Friday. But her and uh, this guy named Shake, Sideway Shakes, Sideways Shakes yeah. uh, last year or the year before. And it was really fun following their journey because he was an up-and-coming... He was flat-tracking during the year sure. and trying to get his foot in it. And then Flat Out Friday was a fun freezing ass cold out where the hell else am I going to race this is a great great venue so it was kind of fun talking to him because to see the whole evolution of his bike he reminded me of the Wisconsin version of Wiggins where he had the street sportster just like Wiggins did Wiggins used to ride his bike to work every day at Vance and Hines and then was like hey let's take it down to Costa Mesa Speedway and I I forget where Shakes races but I'm sure like Astlan and and all that other stuff that's that's up there Um, yeah and just kind of like work on it every year till he's like, yeah. yeah. And then at flat out Friday, that's the, that's the one where I get a race during the winter and kind of showcase it and then like keep at it. So I, there's that cool grassroots bit to it, but I, but I see what you're saying too, of the, uh, the legitimate upper crust coming, it's, coming in and making a thing. <laughs>
4: it's the, it, well, it's the same, like it's not just a flat track thing or, or flat out Friday thing, I should say. It's a drag racing thing too. You know, they you start having these events and, Everybody wants their own class. Everybody wants the right to be able to race. But yeah. then as soon as they're not competitive, now they want their own class specific to them. And it starts to get diluted. Yeah. Being like the best of the best, the fastest of the fast, you know, it's one of those deals where like I've said it with the drag racers, like you're not entitled to win. You're not entitled to even be competitive. Go work. There you but go. You don't get and experience. it's a you don't sad. Yeah. And
0: it's, I, I hate to admit this, but I, I used to want an SR250 class for everything because I knew I couldn't be competitive on the But on Spamla, man. I knew I could rip.
4: You win every uh, time.
0: Win every time. But yeah, you're right. Uh, it would have diluted the the rest of the, uh, from 250 up, it would have just been a shit shot. <laughs> but that's awesome. Um, what sort of stuff, because I, I, I am now, you know, I see 12 choppers. I've seen them all. Uh what part of the Mama Tried um is it the uh atmosphere or there's still some pretty cool bikes that show up? It's not all choppers, right? I mean,
4: no, that's the cool thing about it cuz actually my bike was in it. Uh what the hell would that have been? Last not this most recent fall but the previous fall, uh my bike was in that show and uh I reached out to him and I basically said, you know, I know this isn't really everybody's niche as far as you know modified sport bike kind of bike um but i think it'd be cool to have my bike in your show to you know to showcase what we can do with sport bikes you know yeah. with like the technology and stuff and they were like what in the email i forget who i was uh emailing with um they were all about it and they were like yes absolutely we'd love to have your bike in the show and that kind of goes for everything at that show it's not just a custom chrome everything chopper it's it's a little bit of everything. It's if somebody's put in the work to make something special, it's it'll be in that show.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah. And and the venue, I've obviously only seen picks. One of these years I'll make it out there. Um, but the venue looks pretty fun. I mean, it looks like a hoot. Uh the whole town seems to Yeah. Uh it's something to look forward to in the wintertime, especially yeah. and and the whole town seems to come alive. Milwaukee seems like a um I mean, just having Harley there and being like a detroit of motorcycles you know it seems like there's a lot of participation from the town too so it seems like that's a lot of fun yeah um uh,
4: when i had my bike in the show i basically hung out there all day that the show was going on to two days and uh the amount of people that came through to look like it literally was it was every walk of life you could think of came in to look at all these bikes and that was cool
0: nice yeah that's awesome that's awesome um how do you feel I know Narissa was uh she's a big part of the um glue that held a lot of those people together I feel like and now she's moved to Arizona is there a is there a sense of betrayal I mean I, I don't know if you guys hung out like all the time but um you know you're only 20 minutes away yeah and now now she's gone is it uh is there a chunk of Milwaukee gone
4: I think so a little bit I think she was such a good uh representative or spokesperson for the area that it yeah. sucks that we don't have that but I don't I don't think she'll ever not be Milwaukee. I think oh, she no. I think she did the right thing and took advantage of an opportunity to go you know go live a little.
0: <laughs> yeah, trust me even when if she, I had when, that chance. When she was riding her bike in January, I think she's just stoked.
4: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Talk about going from like the freaking uh, climate wise, the, you know, complete polar opposites of each other. She's, she's in for a, uh, it, it does get pretty chilly in, in, uh, the desert. People don't realize that the desert has no, uh, like, I guess pretty windy and pretty cold actually, but at least it's dry and, and you could you can ride. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's crazy. We're going to get, I'm going to see if I can get her on here, uh, within at the end of this month or the beginning of next month uh and chat because yeah we we need some i need some uh i need the deets
4: i need some rectification and i need some uh <laughs> retribution for for Milwaukee i think i messaged her at the end of last week i was at work i was working on a fixture for a uh, harley davidson cylinder heads oh no kidding yeah like
0: is it like j- a jig oh yeah and by the way um we haven't talked to you in a bit uh, on the show. And last time I think we were still working at the, uh, putting together trucks that had, I don't know people fell asleep or just hit ice.
4: Yeah. Heavy truck repair. I got out of that. You're doing
0: some crazy stuff and now you're making all sorts of crazy high tech stuff. So has that
4: helped your racing at all? Um, I think so. And, And more so with the, uh, the software navigation that I use to tune the bike like I've always been just kind of a bare bones technology guy like the software to tune the bike on my laptop I can navigate that but not much else not (laughs) proficiently, anyways yeah so the amount of computer work I'm doing at work now um, has opened my eyes to a lot more of the navigations of a laptop (laughs) yeah yeah. it's, (laughs) it's made stuff I do even the editing my videos and stuff from YouTube now everything's gotten a little easier Nice. As, far as like organizing files and you know, it's pretty rudimentary stuff for what a lot of people are probably hearing here, but
0: yeah, you're like, I'm, I know how to use it, how to open Excel file and everyone's like rolling their eyes like, come on, bro.
4: <laughs> Man, well, that's all school. You're, you're one stage ahead of me still.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. At my work, there's people that are writing like macros and full on computer programs using an Excel sheet. And I'm like, Wait, you mean you can't just add numbers? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, there's there's a bunch to learn, but that's awesome. That's awesome <laughs> that you're. Uh, it's uh, affected you in in a positive way. Uh, and when I the next space shuttle I see launch out of here at the um, out of Edwards or whatever you know whatever wherever the hell it take off from yeah. here in California, I'll be thinking of you.
4: So yeah. <laughs> it's basic stuff flying around. I might have had something I touched on it.
0: Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> Um, Hey man, we're at an hour and we've been blabbing for, for an hour. Well, we've been recording for an hour. We've been blabbing for over than that. Yeah. Um, I don't want to take up too much time, but, uh, I do want to, I do want to kind of, uh, wrap up and, and just thank you again for coming on. Um, let's plug your channel. Cause I, I want people to go watch it and enjoy it too. And, and tell them, uh, the name and then we'll say what it's about.
4: Uh, Yeah, the uh, the YouTube channel is called TPS Fab. Uh, The TPS is for uh, its time, patience, and sacrifice. So it was kind of the three things that came to mind when you think about actually trying to race and compete on a on your own wallet. But uh, yeah, yeah, the channel is just all about you know, it's ninety nine percent motorcycle drag racing and one percent other parts of my life. With you know, I got a hot rod truck, and every once in a while, there's some like I had a little bit of the garage improvement. But uh, I'm trying to do, you know, I'm trying to branch the videos out a little bit into other aspects of all. I'm always fabbing something, building something, welding something. But uh, it's it's mostly focused currently on my drag racing and all the uh, the work I do on the bike.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's like, fantastic watching you explain, like you said, the in- intricacies of, like, fuel mapping or or like your last engine teardown I love I love watching all that stuff where people take even if it's just like an old weed whacker and it's yeah. like they found it in the bushes and they take it apart and put it together and you you're taking apart this drag motor um so and and I love you explaining the last, the, the one I, I, didn't even finish it, but I started watching it today was where you're talking about the oil passages and like, you're going through it and explaining yeah. where this goes and where this goes. And even, even I have to admit that even me at work, I, I uh, a lot of the vehicles that I get, we'll see it, an example, but we won't see every example. So I'm looking yeah. at some of them going, well, shit, this got a ter- intercooler on it and where, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out from their schematics where shit's going. And so it's it pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, And uh, yeah. And here you are. It's really cool to see you tearing that thing apart and, and talking about it. So yeah, I love the videos and, and yeah, they start out there. Some of them are pretty funny too. I got to say, like <laughs> I crack up and, 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 and chuckle chocolate. Sometimes you, I don't, I don't know if you're trying to be funny, but it's some of them are some of them you, you, uh, I got a pretty dry humor. Have a, you know, you just, yeah, yeah. And, and it hits for me, it hits. So yeah. And TPS fab, um, uh, no nitrous, Chris. I think on Instagram is uh, yep. is your handle, and yeah, you can go back and scroll back through the history and and see where it went from the nitrous to the uh, the turbo. And God, that bike sounds so sick. <laughs> uh,
4: I still so, so
0: yeah. If you wanna,
4: oh, I'm sorry, you cut out a little bit. I said it makes me smile every time. Still, after all these years racing it. Oh man,
0: yeah. It's just it's such a beautiful piece of work, and uh, so if you want to if you want to learn anything, uh, especially about um, Suzuki's, go over there. And I secretly there's there's about a thousand bikes I'm looking at right now, but secretly I've been uh, myself kind of wishing for like a late. Uh, well, like a mid two thousands, like GSXR, maybe a late nineties, early two thousands GSXR. Two thousand three would be perfect. Two thousand five, six, anywhere, anywhere in that era would be perfect. And I was like, oh man, like every time I see your bike, it makes me want one even more. So, <laughs> oh, oh, oh one, but oh,
4: got the best cases. <laughs>
0: There you go, Speaking, <laughs> coming from an expert. Now I know what to look for. So yeah, man, thank you so much for for hanging out, and thank you. Hopefully, you we uh, can inspire someone to uh, check out your stuff and start wrenching on their own stuff. And if not, hell, this this fall I guarantee, or I'm sorry, this uh, spring I guarantee he'll be out riding. All over Wisconsin, you you ride, you know, 500 miles to get some good chicken strips and tacos. It doesn't, oh, yeah. you know, you'll be, you'll be out there. We'll see you on the Duke. So oh yeah, the if, Duke's going uh, to
4: work out this year.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> to hear it. So if anybody wants to hang uh, and, and uh, go get some of that blue moon ice cream, is that the stuff I've been hearing about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get some of that stuff this summer or, or find out where a good chicken strip or taco is. <laughs> Chris, Chris has the deets on all that stuff. So look, all, look him up. All things Wisconsin. Yeah, baby. So, well, thank you so much for hanging out and, um, for reaching we'll out. Chat. Yeah, man. I, I miss, I miss this. I just, you know, sitting around in the shop talking with the, you know, a crusty old guy that knows what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> And then you're sitting around with a really decrepit, crusty old guy who doesn't know <laughs> shit. So it must be torture for you, but it's, it's a pleasure <laughs> for me. <laughs> but, yeah. Thank you so much. And we'll uh, catch you uh, maybe in a few months. We'll see what, yeah, where you go. Anytime you want to chat, man, just reach out. Awesome. I'll we'll make Talk time. to you later. For sure. For sure. Talk All to you right. later. Later. Bye. All right, everybody. That's our show. Thank you so much for hanging out. And thank you for... Spending some time with me and old man Sing Sai. He's not that old, actually. He's very young, especially compared to old Junkie Turdman, who is very, very old. Uh, I didn't really talk about a few things that happened on this week's show, like you know, riding your bike behind a trash truck that had just let some of the fluid contents out of it. That's always fun. We'll talk about all that great stuff on next week's show. We're going to be doing our California riding show pretty soon here. And if you would like to submit anything, if you've gone riding here, uh, if you live here and you have a favorite ride, that's what we want to hear. Uh, send that into to at gmail.com or slam at writing. Uh, I'm sorry creative dash writing or just hit us up on any of the social medias where we're at and hey listen as always I haven't said this in a while but honestly thank you to our patrons who without their support the show could not be possible until next week when we talk about garage projects and former robot co-hosts creative writing junkie 2023 BC yeah. <laughs>